because the broadcast doesn't come on 11.20, and I want people to hear the word. Amen? We're going to make these adjustments this week, but I just wanted to say that if you have a testimony, will you stand how good the Lord has been, what the Lord has done for you? There you go. State your name and speak loud. Take him the mic. Take him the mic. Boy, that boy running. That's all right. Praise the Lord. All right. Jesus. 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 Amen. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Come on, somebody else, somebody else testify for the Lord. We have more than three. Come on. Praise Jesus. Got somebody up in the balcony too. Come on. I would like to give honor to God who is first in my life. Yeah. Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word.
Searching for a heart that is desperate Longing for a child that will give him their own Give it all, he wants it all And he says, love me, love me Over the earth Searching for a heart That is desperate Longing for a child That will give him their own Give it all He wants it all And he says Love me Love me with your whole heart He wants it all today Serve me Serve me with your
Hallelujah. Okay, that's that. We, we got one over here, and then we're going to have a song and give the word. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. They told me the broadcast starts at 11, so take them at their word. Praise God. Good, good, uh, good morning, church. Uh, my name is Diane Bruce. Um, the COVID uh, took my mother in September the 20th. And we couldn't come to the church. Mm. However, Pastor had Reverend Hill come to May's funeral home to preach for her sermon. Mm. My mother was a member here for 20-some-odd years in the senior citizen. After that, I got the COVID in October. I don't know how I got it. Uh, my son lives with me. He didn't give it to me. However, during that time period, I was in isolation. And thank God, my church members and my friends came by to bring me food. Mm. The Lord brought me through. My son was able to, after telling him, you have to have the vaccine, came to St. Matthew's and got his shots. So I'm thankful. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Let's get Lord a hand clap. Come on now. All right, we're going to hear from our choir and we'll hear the word. Thank you for your testimony. There's one more pastor. (laughs) I'm sorry. 
And he I'm, gave I'm, you the I'm mic gonna, too, I'm huh? I'm going to be short. I'm All be right, short. go ahead. Um, I just want to say praise God. Uh, I, I'm so thankful that God has really, really um, taken care of me for the last few years. Um, I got hurt bad at work, and um, my tendons in my, my left arm is all shredded. But anyway, um, since I've been, de- um, can't use my left arm really, I tell you, my, my friends has come to my home, did cut my grass, whatever I needed to get done, make my bed or whatever, bring me food or whatever. I just want to uh, openly say thank you to all my um, church family and my friends that has been there for me. That's the way we, that's the way you are. This is my girl right here. And uh, she has really been there for me from day one. And I just praise and thank God for my friends because even though I haven't worked for like three months, yeah, I still work 40 hours a week. So, um, but God has provided everything that I need and some of the things that I want. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, sometimes I say, where did this come from? People come to my home to do work in my house, and they don't even charge me anything. They say, can you make me a peach cobbler? Can you make me a cake? Can you make me a pie? And I be saying, no, I need to pay you. They won't take a brown penny from me. Because you know what they tell me? And it makes me feel real good. You always been there for us, Jan. Why not be here for you now? And I just thank and praise God for putting the right people in my path. And I thank you for ordering my steps that I can be there for somebody else. You don't have to do anything for me. If you need something for me, people that know me, that's just the way I am. So I just thank God for everybody. Praise Jesus. People that haven't even. Praise Jesus. I still pray for everybody. Praise Jesus. Thank you so much. Choir, come on. Sing us up. Thank you. Shelter from the storm when all my 
Verse 5, and my subject 
this morning is God's closing argument. God's closing argument. Closing arguments take place in the courtroom to persuade the jury of either the guilt or innocence of the accused. Closing arguments are critical as they hammer home the final facts to either defend or prosecute the accused. Here in Second Timothy, the Apostle Paul is in jail, knowing that his life is soon to end. He lays out for his spiritual son in the faith, young Timothy, some closing arguments. Let me stop Paul's in part. As we get older, we will have closing arguments with our children and grandchildren, reminding them of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. That is, Paul realizes that Timothy has some real problems, as all of us do. Timothy is faithless at times, under pressure. He's fractured. He's fleshly. He has failed. And he's pastoring the church at Ephesus. Paul realized that Timothy's going to take over his work when he leaves. I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to slow up, stop Paul's part. I have fears that many times the Lord comes alongside of me and he begins to speak to my heart. You know, my son was in Phoenix driving back to L.A. It's a four-hour drive. And I kept calling him, is you okay? He's dead, I'm fine. And the Lord reminded me, who was with you when you drove under the influence? Who was with you when your humanity failed? Lord have mercy. And I'm not saying it's wrong to be concerned, but when we get worried, wounded, weary, worn down, that's not a God. Can I get a witness? Last week, last week, we, we dealt with the fact that, and I want to say this, I, I, I try, I thank my sister, I try to do a lot of studying to feed you uh, prime rib, amen, filet mignon. And last week we dealt with Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3, read it when you get home, 
that after they partook of the forbidden fruit in the midst of the garden, which God told them not to partake of, they immediately start dying. And they, 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 they received an old nature, and that's why he's the federal head of the human race. We were born in sin, sin passed down from Adam to us. He, we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And, and God came walking in the evening in the cool of the, uh, 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 the garden, and he said, Adam, where are you? And he said, I was, I was ashamed, I was hiding. And God said, why have somebody told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the forbidden fruit? And immediately, uh, brother man said, the woman you gave me made me do it. That uh, some of the characteristics that guilt and fear are connected. That many of our fears come from a sense of guilt, failure in our lives, or something we saw or witnessed that that has, listen, that has severely dealt with my reasoning. Do I have a witness? And, and, and what they did, they hid and we hide. They, they redressed themselves in fig leaves, clothes that could not, amen, uh, 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 heal them. And, and, and God put a flaming sword in the angel's hand and put them out of the garden so that they wouldn't eat and, and damage themselves for eternity. Amen. And so when we are fearful, there is a his, historicity of guilt somewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah. And, and, and so the fact of the matter is, is that we, we dealt with the failure of fear, which is guilt, and then we dealt with the faithlessness of God's guidance when the, when the spies went into the land. And then we dealt with the fracture of us groaning in our spirit. In this life, you're going to have tribulation, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And then, and then the fact of God's glory, you don't choose how you glorify God. God chooses how you glorify him. It may be through sickness, maybe through death. Yeah, maybe through you going broke, but God determines how you going to glorify his name. In this courtroom scene, Paul is preaching to young Timothy, his spiritual son. Paul lays out a deposit. He says, he says, you know, when I consider your grandmother Lois, your mother Eunice, they have deposited in you, listen, an unfeigned, genuine faith. Let me stop pausing part. We, we don't deal with these words. Somebody say, just believe God. That's not a genuine faith. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have faith. That's not a genuine faith. Faith is an ongoing commodity where you live by. Can I get a witness? For me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so what, what Paul is saying to Timothy, Timothy, you got a flesh problem. That's why I'm telling you to watch your morals. You, you've got a fail, failing problem. You've got a fractured problem. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Timothy, you've you got a focus problem. You've got some problems. And 
I want you to consider the deposit of faith from your grandmother and your mother. I was sharing many times with this church how when I went to start going to Bible college in the early 90s uh, to finish up and get my degrees and move on, I, 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 I went at my grandmother's house. She, was, she came to Philadelphia in 1922 from South Carolina. And she didn't finish school. She didn't have no college or anything. She didn't have no great theology, pneumatology, soteriology and all that. She had Jesusology. And she used to sit there and sweat in her kitchen and fan herself and look at me and say, I dare you to trust him. That was her whole theology. I dare you to trust my Jesus. That took me a long way. Can I get a witness? And so child of God, Paul... Listen, Paul is giving some closing arguments to Timothy. Here's what he says. He said, when I think of the deposit from your mother and grandmother, when I think of the deepening of the spirit, fan, in the Greek, fan the flame. When your flame gets low, fan it. The flame is the Holy Ghost. Some of us need to flam Fan the Holy Ghost so that the heat and the, the fire builds back up. Do I have a witness? Fan the flame. Stir up the gifts that's in you. Hmm. And, and, and so Paul, dealing with Timothy and what we see as a courtroom, we, listen, we see a premise, a punchline, and a persuasion. So Paul says, and he gives us spirit identification. Now listen to pastor. There are fallen angels, one third of heaven left with Lucifer. There are Spirits that are called unclean spirits. Their job is to bring filth, immorality, and uncleanness into our minds and hearts. Yeah. They did so at Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 19. They, they did so even in the life of Timothy. Whether it's pornography or anything that's unclean, these unclean spirits keep coming with the power of suggestion. Mm. There are seducing spirits that seduce us into habits and hindrances. They take advantage of our weaknesses, our history. Are y'all with me? Yeah. And, and so there are unclean spirits who, who are looking for somebody to clean up their own life so they can come in with seven other demons more wicked than them and take control. Christians cannot be possessed by demons. Christians can be oppressed by demons. You cannot be possessed. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Satan can't come in here and take over. Satan can only suggest from the outside in. Are y'all praying with me? Yeah, yeah. Satan, Satan, Satan. No, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And, and, and so, child of God, when we begin to look at what Paul is saying to Timothy, he says, 
Four! He's not dealing with unclean spirits. He's not dealing with seducing spirits. And there were two spirits that spoke in scripture. Mark 5, when Jesus got out of a boat. And this picture blows my mind. Disciples stayed in the boat. They were scared. This demonic man who had chains and broke the chains came running towards Jesus and fell down in his presence and worshipped him. And Jesus said, what is your name? Singular. My name is Legion, 6,000 Roman soldiers, for we are many. And they said, we know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. And Jesus in the Greek said, shut up. Muzzle it. Listen to me. Permit us to go into the swine. We got to possess something. We got orders from Satan to possess something. He said, go. Acts 19, there was another, with the sons of Sceva, another demon that said, Paul we know. And Jesus we know, but who are you? You don't have the authority to come at us. I'm preaching already. Thank you, Jesus. The fact of the matter is, is that we see a closed case of denunciation. For God has not given us, not the Spirit, the article V denotes the Holy Spirit. Everybody say you've got the Holy Spirit. He's the down payment that you're going to see Jesus. He's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit, yeah, of comfort and care and counseling. Do I have a witness? He doesn't use the article V. He says, for God has not given us a spirit, a demeanor of fear, of phobia, of cowardice. God didn't give you that. Do I have a witness? Fear. False evidence appearing real. Fear. Lord have mercy. Where we are overcome with anxiety. I'm worried about tomorrow. I'm worried about. You heard the testimonies. God always comes through. He's an on time God. Psalm 30 said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. I've been young now and I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I'm preaching up in this place. No, his seed begging bread. Trust in the Lord all thy heart, lean not to thy own understanding, all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Denunciation. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, fear, cowardice, being scared. Hmm. That's a closing argument. Can I get a witness? That's that's a that's a that's 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 a that's a closing argument. He told Peter. When he asked Peter, who do men say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. He said, Peter, flesh and blood didn't tell you that, but my father was in heaven. And now I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom, which is the gospel. That upon this rock, me, 
the gates of hell shall not prevail. And whatever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven. He says that God, denunciation, did not give you a spirit of fear. He's given you confidence. He's given you covenant. He's given you courage. Amen. God did not make you afraid. Hmm. With his guilt, there's fear. With his anger, there's hurt. Keep your eyes open. When people are angry, they're hurt. Yeah. The denunciation is, it's a closed case, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Well, why do I fear? And we all fear. We fear for our kids, our grandkids. We fear uh, for the future. We fear out of our fragments. We fear. Even in our fields, we fear, we fear, we fear. Look at this pandemic. 630,000 people died. And yet you are here this morning. Don't you ever think that was an accident. As the sister said, my time was not yet. Can I get a witness? You got a timetable. And when the timetable comes, you're leaving. You can eat all the lettuce you want. God, God's got a timetable for everybody. Can I get a witness? The child of God, as long as you live, our job is to glorify Jesus. The denunciation is God, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. And I've been fearful in life. Fearful, man. And when I got saved, God said, no, 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 that's not for me, Doc. Be still and know that I'm God. Can I get a witness? Whatever you fear is false evidence appearing real. In the name of Jesus. We see the closed argument of denunciation. But secondly, we see the closed argument, Lord have mercy. And don't miss this, of demonstration. But, here's what God gave you, of power. Now, now, now we run through this and, 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 and we need to learn. There are four Greek words for power. Dunamis, dynamite. The explosive power that God exploded the grave with when Jesus got up. But God has given us power. Dunamis, to blow up things metaphorically that tries to hold us intact. God has given us power, dunamis. Exousia is another Greek word, listen, for freedom. God has given us a power of freedom from habits, hindrances, drugs, alcohol. God comes in and he frees us. Whom the Son, John 8, makes free, is free indeed. I know you think you kicked the habit. No, the habit was kicking you. God came along and freed you. Let's 
give the Lord a hand clap for freedom. He freed you from falling. He freed, he freed me. He freed me from a whole bunch of mess. He freed me. And he's still freeing me. Do I have a witness? And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. My God. Dunamis, Exalsia, Kratos is bulldozing moving power. God has moved stuff. He's, listen, he rearranged the furniture in your house. He moved that old couch out. He moved the new chair in. I'm preaching up in this place. God has bought some Kratos. He moved. Ishkos is the other Greek word. Strength. God has given you the power of strength that you didn't have before. The power to say no. The power to obey. The power to follow. The power to praise him when there's problems up in the house. The power to have faith in the midst of failure. The denunciation is for God hath not given us a spirit of fear. But a power, four types of power, of love. Agapeo. And, and you know why we get in trouble in our marriages and our ministry? Because we got the wrong definition for love. Love is not a feeling. That he gave his only begotten son. Do I have a witness up in the house? That, that agapeo love, and that's the first fruit of the spirit, Galatians chapter 5, is love. It's a non-fold fruit. Love comes before joy. Love will cover a multitude of sins. Love is giving and expecting nothing in return. And you hear these married couples, well, I give all my love and I ain't getting nothing back. You ain't smoking nothing back. If your love is true, it's a, it's, it's a submissive love it's a serving love. It's a sacrificial love. It's a support system. It's loving without demanding something in return. Ah, love! Mm. You know what intimacy is in the Greek? Intimacy ain't got nothing to do with huffing and puffing and kissing. That's the world's definition. And in fact, let me let me. Agape, phileo is brotherly love, Philadelphia. Sorgos is is a mother's love for a son. And then there's eros, the erotic love. That's what you see in the movies. The agapeo love, listen to pastor. The agapeo love, Lord have mercy, is intimacy. Intimacy ain't got nothing to do with sitting on a dark couch kissing. Intimacy is the ability to disclose. 
its full disclosure where all your walls come down and you allow yourself to be open to another person. Fully open. Now, you know why we can't be fully open? Because we got fears. Well, they're going to they take advantage of me and I, I got the fear of rejection. I got the fear of failure. I got the fear of fright. I got all these fears. I'm not letting all my walls down. You might as well let them down. They're down anyway. Fact, fact of the matter is, I'm preaching up here. When you talk about full disclosure, when I'm able to be married and we got full disclosure, Nothing hidden. I'm not sharing something with family and friends I didn't do with my husband or wife. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Full disclosure where I'm putting myself, I'm putting myself at your disposal. I want to tell you everything that I, that, that's going on inside of me, all my failures, all my shortcomings. I don't want to tell this to nobody else. I'm telling it to you. I'm married to you. Y'all get quiet all you want. I'll be out here in a minute. That's intimacy to God. When we let God in and put all the walls down, we are intimate. And that's why Paul said that I may know him. Gnosko, intimate love, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of a suffering being made conformable unto his death. Because your intimacy affects how you pray. See, some of us pray to God as if we informing God about something. God already been there and done that. He already knows everything. What are you, what are you trying to inform? Lord, I, I don't know how to say this. You might as well say it. I know it. I know your down sittings and I know your uprisings. I know where you came from. I know where you're going. I know where you are. I know what you feel. I know all about your fractures. I know about your abuses. I know about your bad models. I know your father whipped on your mother. It's bothering you. I know your mother disrespected your father. It's bothering you. I know everything. And when you come to a God that knows everything, you can be honest can I get a witness you can disclose the intimacy that's there Hmm. that's why David prayed Lord created me a clean heart the word create is barah there's nothing in my heart Lord God that you can use to make me better my heart is so wicked I need another heart God give me another heart a clean heart, a pure heart, a godly heart. Do I have a witness? God has not given us denunciation, the spirit of fear, but of power. Power to explode. Power to free. Power to move. Power to strengthen. Not of fear, but of power of love, agapeo love. And love will cover a multitude of sins. Mm. And finally, 
the persuasion of a disciplined mind. Now, this, this word, disciplined mind, has to do with a mind of order, not chaos. Are you all praying with me? God has given us a disciplined mind. A mind that's not illogical, selfish, sinful, Satan-oriented. A mind that is disciplined. Lord, have mercy. A mind that is discreet, discretion. Do I have a witness? A, A mind, a mind, a mind. A disciplined mind. God has given us a disciplined mind. So Paul is saying, all of this is a closed case. It's my closing arguments to you, Timothy, because I'm getting ready to die. Fan the flame when it gets low. Ah, stop the gifts. God did not give you theos. God did not give you a spirit of fear. but of power, of love, and of a discipline. Mind. Discipline mind is not all over the place. You, read, you go home and read Philippians 1. Paul, was, Paul, Paul, Paul gave us a picture of a, of, of a secure mind. Paul said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Do I have a witness? Ah, he that hath begun a good work, Philippians 1, 6, in me will keep on doing it to the day of Jesus Christ's return. Ah, but I'm getting ready to close. There's something in the text That's not part of my points. We see the proof of a closing argument. And the proof is Calvary. When Jesus went to the cross, eh, God already knew uh that on the third day he was getting up. Can I get a witness? Uh, child, child of God, God already knew that he was going to be victorious in spite of the venom. They walked around the cross, they mocked him, they spit at him, they, they laughed at him, they stole his clothes, they sold him. Uh, amen. And when Jesus said it is finished, he was talking about the plan of redemption, not himself. And Child of God, the, the moon started hemorrhaging, the, the sun went out, the earth started reeling and rocking, and the veil rent from the bottom up, and some Roman centurion said, surely, and this was the son of God, he died on Calvary's cross, didn't he die, he died on Good Friday. They put him in a ball tomb. I said, he died for all of my sins. He died for my shortcomings. He died for the world of the elect. Didn't he die? He died on the cross. They put him in a grave, but early, I said, early, I said, 
says God has given us power. God has given us love. God has given us a sound mind. Say yeah. Say yeah. He's worthy. I said he's worthy. I said he's worthy to be praised. Hold on. Hold out. Help is on the way. He may not come when you want him. But oh, he's right on time. He's an on time God. He's got your kids. He's got your grandkids. He's got your great grandkids. He's got your marriage. He's got your ministry. He is a great God. It is a closing argument. Can I get a witness? I've been set free by the blood. I said the blood. I said the blood of the Lamb. Say yeah. Say yeah. What shall wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's the proof. The reason I'm still living is because I'm free. The reason I'm still living is because I'm saved. The reason I'm still here because God is on the inside. The reason I'm still here is because the Lord is my light and my salvation. What a mighty God. Persuasion. Punchline. Proof. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Stop worrying and turn up the worship. I dare you to worship him. Every time you feel fragile, fragmented, every time you feel fearful, start praising his name. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Let's listen at the superlatives. For he will do far exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we are able to think to the only wise God our Savior be glory, dominion, and power both now and forevermore. What a benediction. God says there are no words in the English to discuss the levels of how high I am over you. He's able. He's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above 
Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. We've had three souls saved in the last two weeks. If you need to be saved, the good news, Jesus died for your sin. He's the son of God, God the son. He was buried. He rose again the third day with all power in his hands. You can ask him into your life right now. And if you want to be saved, raise your hand. Just raise your hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. Or you want to join the church in your Christian experience, raise your hand. We'd love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? Our Father and our God, as we live in the midst of this pandemic, as we live, live in the midst of a ruinous society, you said in your word to fan the flame. Stir up the gifts that's been placed in us. Your denunciation is you have not given us a spirit of fear. But you've given us a dependence, but of power and of love, demonstration, and of a disciplined mind, diligence. Help us to walk in the newness of life with victory in our mouths, to walk by faith and not by sight. Bless our church, bless every family on the sound of my voice, bless every child, grandchild. Change our feelings to faith. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I won the case again. Oh, we got two. Oh, hello. Hello, how are you? How are you? Good, praise Jesus. We got a young lady giving her life to Christ. God bless you. What's your name? Uh, Jeannie. Jeannie? No, Jamie. Jamie. Okay, Jamie. Glad to have you, Jamie. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Glad to have you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. You are dismissed. Have a great day. Stay safe. You can give using your smartphone. The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form.
potatoes. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. So give it all. And there's a God that walks over the earth, searching for a heart that is desperate, longing for a child that will give him their all. Give it all. He wants it all. Searching for a heart that is dead. 